welcome to Estradile Illusions. We are here today with a uh, with a filmmaker who has put out a short film uh, about a uh, non-binary teen who's uh, come out and is the uh, the nibbling of uh, Jennifer Lopez, a very impressive uh, young person named uh, Brandon Scholl. And we have the director of the film. The film's called Draw With Me. We have uh, Constantine uh, Venetopoulos here with us. Constantine, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me, and uh, it's an honor to be on the show and to be able to talk about Draw With Me. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a Greek filmmaker based in New York, and um, I've basically been a volunteer with the Trevor Project, which is the leading suicide prevention line for LGBTQ youth for over a decade. And, um, and while I was um, directing a feature film called Man in the Attic, who's one of the cast members is Leslie Ann Lopez, who she is an educator and um, a, a voice uh, teacher um, and also an opera singer. She was performing in my film and I became friendly with Leslie Ann and the family. And one thing led to another and quite organically, I met Brendan Scholl, who is the youth we're talking about. And uh, we instantly clicked and it was a very organic friendship. And that's kind of like how things started. So uh, you kind of answered a little bit of what my, my first question was going to be, which was uh, how did uh, how did you uh, meet the Scholl family? But um, I guess I guess sort of along those same lines, sort of because um, the film the film takes place after Brendan has uh, come out. But but something that I really liked about the film was the way that uh, you very much frame the narrative as you know this isn't. This isn't like, uh, you know, Brendan's story isn't over. There's still uh, a lot for them to learn about themselves. And, uh, you know, this is very much like a snapshot in time kind of thing. Yes. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah. Um, w when did, um, so sort of how far along was, was Brendan when, when, when you met them? And uh, I guess also in conjunction with that, uh, sort of uh, what was the time frame through which you, uh, you filmed your film? Yeah, that's that's um that's that's two interesting questions. And uh, touching up on the first part of the question, um, it's interesting that you say that because I hadn't even thought about it to be honest about how it's a story that's evolving, but we're kind of like looking at a snapshot of some moments of the progression of it in a sense. But for me, I feel like when we started doing this film. Brendan had reached the point where they had sort of built their their self-esteem around the issue. Their, they had a pretty strong like sense of identity. You know, it's 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 impossible even for a grown-up to know completely who we are. Right. You know, that's life. We learn about ourselves and others. But you know, there you can you do touch on some milestones where you're like, okay. I kind of know this about me. I kind of know that about me or my family, you know? So I feel like Brendan had passed that mount, that hill in a sense of knowing who they are, knowing how to cope with it, knowing how to be open about it. And, and I feel like telling the film and their story actually took them, and including myself, but Brendan as well, over one more hill, which was... I know who I am. How am I going to use this to help others? So I feel like that's the point. That's the little hill we were crossing. It was almost like, a, okay, 
Brendan's been through the struggle, been through the coping, through the, you know, coping mechanisms, support systems, you know, and all of that. And they were at the point where they could tell their story and use it as a tool. And, um, and this, I've known the family for quite a few years, but we mostly started shooting about two years ago. And then we shot the evolution of it as it tra- progressed in a sense. It's always we have a lot of uh, documentary filmmakers on the show, and it's always interesting to hear about uh, the time process because these are you know they, you're 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 capturing uh, you know years of someone's life, two years in this instance, and it's mm-hmm. uh, you know your your teenage years are so formative. And I mean, I'm I'm at the tail end of my twenties; I'll be thirty in six months, and I'm like thinking about how much growing I had to do in my twenties as well. So it's always kind of interesting to. And it, with 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 also what, what's 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 very uh, important and also interesting about about Brendan's story is the way that, that they they just come across as so confident and um, uh, sort of firm in, in who they are at, at, at such a young age. You sort of sit there and you think like, gee, you know, what, what, where was, was I at that, that yeah. age? Yes, yeah, totally, totally. I hear that. And also, I feel like you know, for Brendan, it's also. There, you know, Brandon is going through a two-way street in a sense where many of us are only on one path. You know, many of us are on the path of getting to know ourselves and having an internal evolution. But Brandon is also having a physical evolution. You know, everyone is, you know, we all age and we all grow. But, you know, when you're on hormone treatment and transitioning, that's also a physical evolution. So it goes hand in hand. You know, so it's a different journey in a sense. Yeah, I always, when people with with my own transition would ask, you know, what's it like? And I'm like, remember puberty? Remember how awful that was when you were a uh, teenager? Well, I got like, I got a sequel in my 20s, which was, uh, you know, uh, fun in a lot of ways because it's something that you've, uh, that, that I had wanted to do for a long time, but also in the sense that, like yeah, puberty puberty for nobody is 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 fun that I have to have to do that again. But uh, I, I mean, exactly. it was also yeah. And with so so you've been out for a while, and I imagine the world. I mean, we know the world was a um, much much different place, sort of back back uh, even even five to ten years ago, especially with regard to you know we have we have LGBTQ, and yet all those different letters of the alphabet or they, they mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. And there's, I mean, I, I get questions a lot, like practically a few times a, a week about uh, people who are, who are trying to learn about uh, non-binary identi- identities. And I'm always trying mm-hmm. to like preface it by saying like, you know, I, I'm not non-binary. I, I'm not the best source for this, but um it's got to be as a filmmaker, like a challenge to try and explain a community through the eyes of a person. While Brendan themselves in the film is is talking about the pressures of, you know, if a non-binary person says uh, uh, says one thing, you know, you can't just apply that to everybody. You know, it's it's, it's a complicated. Yeah. Uh, it's complicated. I feel one thing that from a lot of the the um, the interviews we've had with Brendan and stuff, one of the things I've been hearing from Brendan, and you know, and that less of it applies to me and my, let's say, more linear coming out path, you know, more applies to Brendan because there is less education around these topics right now still. So, and there's less awareness. So Brendan sometimes mentioned like, you know, sometimes that they feel tired having to constantly 
teach and educate and you know and one of the things for example that Brendan appreciates in their mother is that Leslie Ann didn't just sit down and try to learn everything from Brendan you know she went to like a trans support group she studied up on the issues you know to to really like be able to be there but not not turn your kid into google search engine in a sense you know so right. you know so it's like nice to like just work on yourself and and you know that's one of the things i for allies you know because there's so many allies out there for us that that are don't know exactly how to navigate the path so you know the two things that i always the first thing i always say is listen you know it's it's less about give advice or give your opinion or it's always like listening is number one and number two i would say is try to educate yourself you know and be you know and that's one of the things i think that was important for us making this film was by making it it's it's a resource that people can learn through and for example brendan doesn't have to repeat it to everyone all of these things it's right there you know click watch and get a first glance of what it is like to be Brendan. yeah i that that's incredibly important to uh you know i i have a lot of first-hand experience with the kind of stuff that the that brendan has especially when you uh when you encounter somebody who you know a couple questions is fine and then you feel like you're like giving a an impromptu interview and especially if you're like trying to do something and just relax and it's like you know what here, there's a short film. Go check it out. You have any more questions? Ask after that, and maybe write like a five-page paper. Also, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it's um, and 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 this this film had a premiere at uh, it was in conjunction with um the the United Nations had a uh, had a council a, a group on on transgender health that the film premiered in. Yes, yes, we're we're very proud of that milestone because it was the first um panel on transgender health at the United Nations and the film was a subject of conversation there and um, and it was watched internally and uh, it really helped create boost the conversation and I you know for the United Nations I understand that draw with me is it's kind of like touching up on the issues it's not politically in depth it's not you know touching up on you know a lot of the issues and a lot of the political and legal issues but it was it definitely was a very helpful conversation starter and we were very proud to be part of that yes and and what what year did that that did uh when, when did you have the premiere that was like a year and a half ago i believe like two years ago it was um at the stonewall anniversary and um, the 50th anniversary of the stonewall two years ago yeah, I mean, so, so something something we've talked about in in recent episodes is this this jarring contrast of of how sort of uh, explosive and powerful all of this uh, you know trans and non-binary visibility has been the past few years, and that's all like contrasted with the fact you know America is becoming a more tolerant place, and yet all of this was happening in the backdrop of uh, the Trump administration, which is mm -hmm. just you, you get you get sort of uh, whiplash, and you see a film a film like this premiere in uh, at, at the United Nations at a time where we have probably the most hostile president toward the United yeah. Nations in, in our nation's history. It's a it's a very interesting contrast to think about. Yeah, I was having a conversation about like the oscar buzz and all of that that were kind of like in that in that path 
And at some point I, I said, you know what, I think that Draw With Me perhaps could have even had more impact during the Trump administration because it was even more of an essential tool. And, you know, the LGBTQ community and our allies had been battling and working so hard because we were watching our rights been taken away from us one by one, in a sense. So, you know, but now I feel like, you know, I hope it's the less essential this film becomes, the happier I am, in a sense, you know. I, you know, I hope one day people don't have to watch films like this to learn. It's just something you're just yourself and done, you know, accepted. And, you know, you don't have to create, like creating films is important and telling stories, but not such to be such a vital survival tool for us in a sense. This and yeah. others, not just talking about mine, clearly. I'm talking about the whole trans movement and telling the stories and pushing for them well i mean it's a big uh it's a big open discussion we've had a lot of uh you know with this show is fortunate to have pretty much uh a pretty pretty good chunk of uh the trans filmmakers with their uh that, that that are working in this space we get to have chats over sort of where where the future looks and yeah i mean you know it <laughs> It would be almost like a failure in uh, in in sort of broader LGBTQ ob objectives if, like, in ten years' time, we're still uh, uh, focusing on this. And yet, I mean, at the same time, you know, to get back to the 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 sort of political nature of of being out and and sort of what that means, you know, LGBTQ issues are are you know kind of uh, a more of a partisan issue in the sense that the Republicans do not support them. However, LGBTQ people are, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't get to choose what, what your parents' political uh, beliefs are when you're born. You have to kind of, uh, all, all families uh, have to, have to deal with this kind of stuff. And we, we, we what we're kind of talking about is, a, you know, how are we creating a space where people who are totally foreign to this have no idea what non-binary even means, and then all of a sudden a non-binary kid is is living in their house, and they, they, you know, you you can't control that. What you do, what you do get to control is how you react to it and how you choose to educate yourself, and that that's a space where you know there still is a lot of work left to be done. Yeah, I agree completely, and that's kind of like one of the things we were touching on in the film it's the family how does a family react how do they support or how do they have their own struggles you know the learning process and change you know i i start the film i don't know if you remember with a quote that i say fear of the unknown is i don't even remember the exact quote but it's it's about how fear of the un oh fear of the unknown can like slow us down but it cannot stop us from moving forward and that's what i'm trying to say here well, I mean, so that that's kind of to 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 expand on that. That's kind of a point that I I, I think your film uh, exceeds very well at, and I think you, you know, in in terms of uh, draw with me's uh, usefulness to parents, I I think it's a really really great teaching tool, especially for parents who are uh, struggling with this kind of stuff, because you do depict how Brandon's family, Brandon's parents, are are, are really uh, you know they didn't start off on day one as the most perfect allies in the entire world. Exactly, and uh, um, I can you repeat that? I didn't get exactly what you said about the family. Well, the 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 family the family does not really. Um, 
they don't really they're not really uh the you know the best allies in the world on day one it was a process um yes i would definitely say that, you know i would assume you know even if even if you don't have any judgment towards you know non-binary or lgbtq change is change is surprising for anyone i would think you know um any type of change you know so i think change takes time for people to adjust and each member of that family took it differently some were more ready some were more you know shocked others were i don't know it's like you you know by watching it you can tell kind of like each person's reaction so i think what's important you know because i as i mentioned i do volunteer for the Trevor Project. And one thing I've learned is that you can always, when you're supporting a youth through that, you can always try to spot which ones were the allies and kind of say, okay, let's focus on them for a moment. Because even if you have like 10 people judging you and not understanding you and not accepting you, even if you find one that's accepting, you can focus on that person and be like, okay, you're not alone, you know, plus you have me right now. So I think that's what's important. Brendan had a supporting group of friends and, you know, and had supporting members of the family. And, um, and you know, for my coming out journey, I always say I had to train my family. You know, when I came out, they were all in shock. They didn't know how to handle it. You know, a lot of, you know, I'm from a Greek suburb, so you can imagine a lot of drama there. Um, And, you know, I just always say I had to train them, you know, because the way I didn't have education around of who I was, I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough media or sources of education to know who I am and understand it better. So I understand that they also had to be to go through that phase. Right, and there's a uh, uh, without spoiling the film, there's there's a kind of a jarring uh, a- account where um, where Brandon uh, reveals that their their grandmother offered a, a particular uh, li- literally a bribe to, yeah. uh, to 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 I I was struggling to I was about to say to to not be trans. That's yeah, silly, yeah. Silly I had thing. yeah <laughs> I had to negotiate through multiple of those situations like oh let's not tell these people or let's do this right. or let's you know there's i think in a lot of the families in a lot of situations there's so many weird negotiations that go on backstage you know in greece Negoti- they'll be like oh marry a woman and pretend it's better you know for example <laughs> you know and i'll be like not for the woman for sure that's <laughs> that's living in a lie <laughs> <laughs> it is though i mean it is it we 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 see this and and the 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 term the negotiation like you feel as though the people are you know you come out especially so for, so for trans people and and something that that, that that brendan would have gone through that i gone through is you know okay you have a different name can i still call you this and it's like well ah. that's really hurtful yeah what I, yeah what i do try to do you know and I, I try to have sort of a, for myself, I only can talk about myself. I try to have a forgiving demeanor and, uh, you know, an open demeanor to these things because I feel like we won't get there 
to equality through a black and white path, we have to all navigate through the gray to get to the light in a sense. So I do try to have some somewhat of a forgiving demeanor towards the thing. Like for example, the grandmother who made that, there's two grandmothers and the documentary makes it a little confusing, but the grandmother who basically said that I'll give you $10,000 to, to, to be a girl, to stay a girl or whatever they said. Um, what, when we had a screening at some point and, you know, ev- the whole family was there. Everyone was very emotional. I felt like I had done a good job because I could see them bonding through it. You know, it didn't, it wasn't a film that created rifts and drama. It was a film that was uniting the family more, you know, and it was helping Brendan by telling Brendan's story without Brendan having to explain every detail to everyone. So, and I remember the grandmother came down to me, actually both grandmothers. First came Lupe, with whom I've become a friend, who is Jennifer's mother. And she told me like, oh, I feel like I love the documentary. I feel like some people will think I said that because it's kind of vague which grandmother says it. And I just wanted you to know that I would never say that thing because my mother and my sister was gay. And she passed. And I, I was a big supporter of her and the community always. So I would never want someone to think that I'm not, you know. So that was number one. But number two, which was the moment for me, was when the other grandmother came and said, and I could tell she was coming. I didn't know, was she going to attack me? What was going to happen? And she came in such a soft demeanor, almost confession-like. And she came to me and she thanked me for the film and how much it opened her eyes and educated her. And then she said, I just wanted you to know that when I said that, I didn't say it because of shame or any of these things. I said it because I was worried about Brendan's health, Brendan's future. And, you know, and I understand that, you know, and for me, I'm not saying, oh, great, that's, oh, that's support, you know, but that's an evolution in a sense, you know, that she's understanding that she made a mistake and it's how she said it, what she said, you know, you could say the same thing, you know, like I'm, I'm just saying now for myself, you could say, hey, I understand what you're going through and I'll learn more about it and I'm here for you. I just want you to know that if you ever need me or if you know, you know, I understand that, you know, this can create some issues for you that I'm here for you. So not add more issues to the issues, but just say, if you have those, I'm here. I think that, you know, I'm almost like sort of feeling the need to take a second and uh, take in what you described because it's important to kind of, you know, things like that, uh, you know, good intentions, bad intentions, um, you know, they, they, you know, there's, there's, you can understand all of that. And I think that, um, one kind of, I don't want to say issue, but, um, one sort of, uh, you know, I think a lot about online visibility and, uh, you can find a lot of, you know, if you're in the closet and you're alone, you can find a lot of support systems like within the comfort of where you're at. But in, in, in some cases I see a lot of instances where people say like, oh, I have, you know, my, my parent did this and they're awful and they don't accept me. And then you get, you get a choir of people saying, well, you, you know, cut them out. 
And, you know, from an outside perspective, that's like, uh, that 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 sounds really great and that's uh you know that's that's certainly something that that makes sense for all sorts of reasons except for the fact that like when it comes to family you 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 can't do that and these things aren't like if oh, i had do- if i had done that ian on my coming out journey and with every with their with the negative reactions i would cut people out i wouldn't have a family right now and i wouldn't have many of the friends i grew up with you know so and also i think that just cutting out people or blocking an issue sometimes doesn't move us forward it just creates that the two sides you know and you're living in a world with two sides and on one side it's accepting and open and then the other is like you know it's like they're living on a different world so it's about working together and kind of finding that common path yeah, I mean, I think if you've got somebody online who is, uh, you know, abusive and you have no idea who they are, like the block button, uh, you know, use that liberally. But, um, you know, people, people, people surprise you. I always say that, like, I, I, I counsel a lot of people who are coming out, and I try to give them practical advice. And usually, and we've talked about this on the show before, but I always say, like, look, coming out. If you're coming out only sucks like a little bit, like you're in like the top one percent of like greatest exactly. coming outs ever. Like exactly. it's not, yeah. it, it's not fun. And you, you know, especially when you're a child coming out to your your parents, and then also something that Brand, Brandon does uh, so eloquently is, uh, you know, fulfill that role of like educator. And yet, from the outside perspective, you're like, okay, parents, you know, you should have like, you know, your kids shouldn't have to carry this burden. And yet, I mean. We we are we 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 have to live in reality. This is like something that you know the the work of groups like the Trevor Project and so many others are uh, broadly creating a world where you know maybe we don't have to uh, deal with this stuff in the past or in the future. But that doesn't really change the present. The fact that this is still very complicated stuff for many, and you know you don't you don't want to. It, you don't. I I don't want to be in the position of saying to like somebody who's been wronged by their family member or or is just struggling with all of this. Like, oh yeah, yeah, forgive. Because I mean, you don't know. You don't know if they deserve it. All of that. But yeah, leading with an open heart, and uh, you know, you you can't judge people by their darkest hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, I, I I thought for me the the it's kind of the evolution of the family and to see uh, Brandon thriving and uh, with all of their their work, uh, uh, beautiful. I was jealous. Uh, my parents never would have let me paint my room like that. Not that I could have. I have no artistic talent in that regard. But yeah, and I don't even and I don't think like I would have like. Um all of my family so openly talking about something like that and even publicly, like for example, Jennifer putting out a, a video talking about this to millions of people, you know, and just spreading the word so proudly in a sense. I feel like we are at a place where, you know, I've been using this word lately a lot that, you know, we are at a place where the LGBT community and the trans community today, from many angles, they're not, it's, starting to be more and more accepted, but even celebrated in moments, which is so special and so well-deserved, you know, because we need a moment to be celebrated because of everything that we had to go through, you know, to get here in a sense. But the road is really long. And um, and I was just, I was talking to a documentarian uh, who did a documentary on um, the trans-military ban 
and we were just talking about the whole issues. And when I realized, you know, that, uh, thank God, you know, the ban was lifted again, which is, you know, so necessary. But if you think about it, the trans community in the military have been within the last um, about five years or so, they've been accepted. No, they were banned, then they were accepted, then they were banned again, and now they've been accepted again. I can't imagine living in a world where every few years I'm told if it's okay to be me. You know, it's even more, It it. I don't know, but it might even be more painful than just one day being accepted or not accepted. Like this, your rights being given and taken away from you every time there is a political shift. That must really be painful, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's um, you know, as somebody who... who you know, covers this stuff and, uh, you know, uh, li- lives in the community. I've spoken uh, at Long Beach Pride uh, two years ago. I met a couple uh, transgender veterans who had been discharged and, you know, they didn't want to retire. They wanted, uh, and we're talking like, you know, th- these are people whose careers were destroyed, you know, p- pension paths, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you, 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 you work, a you work a lifetime to get to that kind of stuff. And, and, to, to just start to uh, equity is a term we use a lot uh, with regard to, you know, it, it's, you know, there's trans visibility and then there's trans equity having a stake in all of that. And, and what you're describing of, you know, two step forward, you know, two steps back, it's very hard to sort of firmly uh, entrench yourself and say like, I'm a part of this society when society is constantly changing its mind to whether you get a seat at the table or not. So that's, yeah, I, I feel you there. Yeah, but um, you know, as we as we start to wrap up, I you know, I just wanted to say that uh, I, I I thought that this film was 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 a powerful depiction of uh, a a family. You know, this isn't this is Brandon's story, fully hundred percent. It is also uh, Brandon's family's story, and I, I I think as as people, especially parents, have to you know realize that they're that they need to put in that legwork and and do what Brandon's mom did. Uh, you know, a film like this has has a lot has a lot of value in in helping them kind of understand that this is a long road. It's kind of bumpy sometimes, but um, you know, if you if you lead with love, then uh, you know, you you can see you see what happens. Brandon Brandon thrives. There's no uh, you know, it, it it's very important to show trans youth flourishing because it it it, it puts an it puts a face to all of the data that we see that transgender youth flourish and all of that and i think it's very important so um you know congratulations thank you thank you very much and thanks and for every- having us oh thank you well we'll link to where you can find the film all of that in the episode description i uh, highly recommend everybody check it out especially parents i know i know plenty of parents listen to this show trying to figure out how to how to deal with this stuff uh this is a good film to check out in that regard yeah, so, it's always uh, it's always lovely when you know through the comments or the reviews or whatever when we read like a parent that says, oh, this is helping me kind of like understand how to navigate my path with my child, that's always really special because, you know, that might help them make it a little bit easier on the youth on how they react to it and support them. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, Constantine, thank you so much for coming on and to everybody listening. 
Thank you so much, and we will see you next time.